part of blindsidepods.com. It's DEC along with John from Pennsylvania, MHB. We are introducing you to Dave Colinane, who is the new producer for Kirk Menahan. We'll get to that, but first, this. It's taking America by storm. Hey, my friends, good morning. It's Dino in the middle. Tonight, Bruins great Bobby Orr drops by. John and Bobby head out to Carabas of Fort Myers. But when they try to keep things above board, a friend's wife goes below the belt. Amy, Amy, Amy! It's new. It's Dino in the middle. Tonight. Welcome to a super fan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menahan. We show. do have a producer. Uh, we hired a producer. His name is Dave Cullinane. Dave Cullinane is his name. He's been around, done some Boston producing in the past. Uh, so he's going to be my producer here going forward starting a week from Wednesday, which is the 27th. I'll start hiring. He'll be with me full time as we move forward first with this sort of daily podcast, which will be, I think, uh, officially announced sometime in April and then the live show, which will happen whenever, uh, whenever that happens. I would have used Dave's name wrong if I didn't hear that. I probably would have called him Cullinan, but Cullinane. Dave, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good, man. Uh, and, and I have to admit, I'm glad that I booked you so quickly, but I can't say that I scooped this, that, that dummy Mark Moroso, uh, you know, after he, he blew the news on uh, Trash Talk, I just had to come out and had to, had to grab you. So I'm glad that you agreed to come on in such short notice. He is the biggest rat in talk radio, apparently, that Mark Moroso, who fortunately I learned his name from his last name from you, just like he learned my last name from, actually, who did he learn my last name from? He didn't even know my last name on, on Blind Mike's podcast. Yeah, he thought it was Cullen. And, and I, uh, I, I think that I, I, you just had popped up in my search feed, and I saw that we had talked in the past. And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy looks like, like he'd fit the part. And, and then I, uh, I confirmed with Mark afterwards. So, um, But we have uh, Dave Cullinane, the producer for the – now, I want to ask you this real quick. So we've got enough about me, obviously. Kirk talked about a daily podcast can you give it like, is he going to do a podcast every day until the live show starts? Can you give yes. us a little insight on that? Maybe before yes. we even jump into some questions. Yeah. So I can't, I can't dive too deep. So I start on Wednesday. When is this podcast being released? It's going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is it, Monday is it tomorrow, Monday. So we're doing this on Sunday and I start on Wednesday. So even though, what, what has it been? He did a full week of podcasts last week, right? Yeah. So he's done a full week. Uh, we were just talking off air. I booked one of those guests for him just through this process, but we haven't had that many reps together, whether by phone, by text, whatever. So we we start gung ho on Wednesday. That's when kind of a, it's all systems go. Now, I guess my question is: Are we looking at a different, complete podcast? Like, is enough about me going away, and then we're going to get a, a Kirk Minahan podcast, uh, or are we talking about continuing enough about me on a smaller scale, and then a daily podcast in addition? I guess I, I'm sure you can't go into all that. Well, you know what I know to be to be honest with you, because if, but at the end of the day, it's audio, right? So I don't even know. Does it make that big of a difference? No, not at all. You know, no, daily listening. I keep the brand name. Anyway, so People it's, know it. It's, yeah. As long as we're doing it every day, which is the plan, that's you know that's where we're going. What if a name change? A name changes, but we are either way. I know eventually we're going to get to a point where we are live each and every day, and you know I'm looking forward to that day because you know not that not that we edit you know or at least me personally in my past I haven't done too much crazy editing to the podcast that I've been a part of. I don't like to censor that stuff, and I don't think Kirk does either. So I don't think much will change as a you know 
except for kind of just that live shenanigans. You know what I mean? That kind of impromptu, which is kind of like this podcast. I was shocked it was live to tape. You know, I thought it was more, uh, you know, you just kind of set record and then you put your drops in. But you guys are total pros. So I love yeah, it. you said we were <laughs> professional off the air. What did you expect? I did not expect professionalism, to be honest with you, in any in any form from either of you two. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got I've gotten into fights with both of you on Twitter and I haven't even started the gig yet. So you should you know. see how intense it is between John and I and the DMs. It's like every day we're going back and forth. Did you see this? Did you see that? I'm going to put yeah. this in. What, did you, what, what do you think about this? It's like a second job. It really is. You guys really are. You, in all honesty, you're filling a void for mm-hmm. a, an entire fan base that was so passionate and dedicated to Kirk in the morning that there is a void there. I have no disrespect to what's going on right now in the mornings, but it's, you know, if Kirk's not there, it is a different program. And you guys are filling a void. And you guys are, I'm not trying to kiss your ass. That was literally, you You, you probably said that, uh, whether it was to Mark or somebody else, you said, you know, what is Kirk looking for? Uh, I can't actually tell you what Kirk's looking for. I got the job, but I uttered in that interview, I'm not trying to kiss your ass, Kirk, like seven times. Because I'm really not. I just do think he is a game-changer talent. And that's something that I want to be a part of. That's my mentality. So that is what it is. Well, Dave, let me tell you this. I like you already simply for the fact that you are kissing our ass. So yeah. that's a good start. In horse racing, they call it a good start. And I also like that you did call us professional because, you know, we do, we do, we are a little obsessed with it. It is a total labor of love at this point. Um, but I think when I first pitched this idea, um, we wanted to really focus on creating, introducing you to the audience. As you said, we're kind of filling a void here. There's not, there wasn't a lot of Kirk content, uh, especially during the hiatus. And we started this whole thing as a way to, if Kirk, a podcast in the vein of how Kirk would do a podcast, if it was something like this, we've tried to embrace that philosophy. In that sense, we do have some questions for you that I know the listeners want to get to. But, uh, but hold you, on before you get to those questions. Can I kiss your ass for one second, one more? And it's yeah, not, please, it's not flattery gets you I'm everywhere. Be, I'm being a hundred percent honest is that obviously you talked about on, on numerous occasions, how much that this podcast specifically kisses Kirk's ass and you've referenced how you take shit about it. You took a podcast that Kirk did, and then what was that? How many days later then did you get Ziggler on your podcast? Two days later. Two days later, and took it to an entirely new level, right? I went from loving Ziggler, right? I, I haven't I haven't been producing enough about me, so I didn't know the previous relationship that Kirk... <laughs> I mean, I knew, I, I knew that they had a relationship, and I listened to the past podcast, but I, I don't have any part... I don't have anything to do with that. I, from Kirk's podcast love the guy like i just thought that that was a great podcast it was a great interview and then i listened to you do your interview and your show which by the way i'm still listening back to see if dc shows up however <laughs> you fucking crushed it you absolutely took it to an entirely new level and now i despise the guy to the point where if kirk says he wants to have him on again i don't want him on again oh my god you people are talking at the end of the day i'm kirk's bitch so it doesn't really matter but. no no you've been moronic that's much more depressing you're you're telling me that uh, this guy berating me like 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 verbally assaulting me for an hour and a half was I mean if anything it was good content I I I listened back to it and I've had people I don't even know listen to it reach out and we're like dude like that was insane I I've had buddies that 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 don't even live in Massachusetts that have nothing to do with it that that apparently follow Ziggler and and then have reached out and like is this you on the podcast is that do you do this podcast It's gonna be interesting It's gonna be funny because I you can probably already tell that. I'll still, at the end of the day, I will suggest things to Kirk, right? 
I, I don't take offense to if he tells me pound sand with that idea. I don't, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over any of that type of stuff. But I, if he says I want Ziggler on again because of X, I'm going to do a double take. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't identify with people who just randomly call somebody a moron 27 times an episode and you're bringing up valuable points. I, I, I just don't identify with that. Here's what I would be interested to hear though, is Kirk arguing with him about Matt Lauer, because one of the things that we didn't get into, but I, I mean, all I did was sigh. I was like, give me a fucking break. When he brought up that Matt Lauer was railroaded, this guy that had a rape room in his office and a lock under his desk and is, you know, assaulting women, they're finding them unconscious. And this fucking guy, because he's friends with Lauer, because Lauer is a guy that will, is willing to hear his bullshit cockamamie conspiracy theory about how Sandusky and Dottie aren't these evil people. And Dottie is this like unassuming, sweet little old lady. I, I could go on and on. He, he's an asshole, but you know. He was on the podcast. It was fun. It did well. It was really highly downloaded. So that 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 at the end of the day, that's what matters. And at the end of the day, it's not the last of them. You know, we're all going to hear from him again. You know that we'll probably do a podcast with him, and then you'll do a rebuttal podcast with him because he <laughs> he is probably a fame whore who just take any attention anyway, right? So he's going to go back on your podcast again and call you a moron twelve times over and. And we'll have fun with it because that's what we do, and we won't lose sleep either way. That's he was on other podcasts this week, and he repeated those or retweeted those. Not this one. How is that possible? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't shock me for some reason. But I don't, like I said, I don't know the guy. He could be a good guy. I but either. Oh, way, he was know. pissed I've, off I've, I've in the moment he put his headset on. He put his headset on, uh, and we said, "Hey, John, we hear a little bit of uh, echo there. That's your problem." Yeah, he was a dick from the start. A total, total doucher. You know, sad, sad little John Ziegler. Nobody takes him seriously. Maybe if you know, like, like Blind Mike said, you can catch some more. Well, uh, there's a reason why I'm on this podcast and not Trash Talk. So, oh, that's we'll right. Leave it at that. Coattails, Blind Mike over there. I, I wish I could have a little better alliteration, but he is. Uh, Though I will, I will say, I spent some times in the DMs with Blind Mike over the weekend, and he, he does. I've never met him personally. But I did enjoy some of the back and forth. So he seems like a good, good guy. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He'll be he'll be a, a coworker of yours pretty soon. At least I think that's what he's he's curious about, right? We can even start there. I know that he is really curious of the likelihood of adding more personnel, specifically maybe somebody to handle social media, somebody like him, maybe a, a big, lovable, affable, uh, disabled blind man. He really wants well, somebody to well, throw he's not shit big at anymore, him, right? How many how many pounds has he lost in the last couple of weeks? Um, I think he, he stopped eating fast food and drinking two liters of soda a day. And I think he's down like 15 pounds, I think. By the, Coffee way, animals. I, by the way, if I were listening to this podcast, I would absolutely despise me for making that comment as if I'm just trying to like delay time by making random points about how much weight blind Mike has lost. And I'm not trying to answer the question. But Dude, I'm, I'm usually pretty good with my comebacks and stuff. And you shut me up like a bunch of times. And I'm sitting there going back with John saying, God, this guy's good. He is much smarter than Curtis, much more personality than Ken. Like, what are we going to do with this guy? He's He's got it together. That is that is nonsense talk. Uh, I, I, I don't actually, I'm acquaintances with both of those guys that you're mentioning. So I would bump into those guys in the hallway when I was actually in the building. So I don't know Curtis personally, but you don't get to those, you don't get to that point in your career without some smarts. And I know we like to poke fun at people in radio and have fun with that, but they are, they're both smart guys. Uh, Ken personally is to me, I'm just ranting now and I'm just going off. He's Fred Norris. He is, he is a game changer in radio. So I don't even, I could, we could do an entire podcast about my opinions on, on Ken and his impact on Boston radio, but I'll just, I'll leave it at that. You can get my gist. Let's put it that way. 
So, so that's a non-answer. You're refusing to answer the blind mic question. Noted. Will you repeat the question? I actually completely forgot about it. <laughs> what is the likelihood of them adding, uh, the likelihood of more staff being added and, and then uh, blind mic specifically? Your guess is as good as mine, but I am a fan of the entire system or infrastructure that is happening online and on Twitter. All you guys, blind mic, blindside pods. I don't even care if it's some shitty beer podcast. The entire <laughs> thing is all a part of my team and my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if that means that I will sit next to somebody that'll be in the cube next to me or not. But I'm hoping that there is a a, a place for everybody. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so I want to go back to RKO because you worked for a guy who was one of my favorite personalities back in the late nineties. Uh, VB. Tell me a little about, about working with VB. Um, VB was an interesting time for sure. So, so can we, can we back up for one second, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So we get started at the launch of the show. Um, so I was in, uh, I was producing a talk show that was financial based, um, a guy was buying in, uh, two hours on WRKO, and when I talked about before earlier about my skill set being booking guests, like that was the job we booked on a two-hour show. I was booking anywhere from four to I don't know, sometimes seven, eight guests in that time. And I know that sounds like shitty radio, but that was just the format of that show. That is what it is. Um, and I got the call that RKO wanted to build a news product with WRKO. And it was a news product. It was not a talk product. And when I got that call, it was of, it was of interest to me. And uh, Kim Kerrigan specifically, I'd worked with her before in radio. And I think that my guess is that I haven't had this conversation with actually. She, I, I responded to one of you guys a question that she's family to me, and she is. I've just never had this conversation. My guess is she fought to get me to be that producer no matter what. That's just my honest opinion. Uh, I should probably have that conversation. That's a, something I should do. However, uh, when we started out, we were actually with John Mina Perel. Oh, at God. First. That's and a bad fit. For for a news product. Yes. And it was what it was. And, and we built a show and we had a format. Um, and we bust, we were doing it every day out of the Boston Globe, which I know is your favorite publication, both of you guys. And uh, it was what it was. And then Meter's contract was up and they kind of asked us our opinion on just who would be someone good to get in that spot. And Kim had done television with VB for, you know, however many years on Fox 25 locally or whatever the hell it's called now, Boston 25. And it just kind of made sense. So I, I, I personally said that I wanted VB to be there. I fought for him to be there. I know I'm sure Kim fought for him to be there and that's where it went. Yeah, I remember listening to him back in the late 90s. I don't think Howie's show was any better than when basically VB was a sidekick there. He just offered so much. Yeah, I think I think VB is a talent. I think um, that show when he started, though, we were in a weird position. Like we were a new show, not a talk show. So it was it would end up getting in the weeds and be a boring podcast or maybe it'd have to be a niche podcast to talk about the entire intricacies of how that played out but it eventually just kind of because of donald trump became a talk show which is a great thing that vb is there for that because you know obviously with his history with howie and everything like that he was all you know geared up and ready to go for when donald trump took over talk radio basically 
so so about the only thing that interests me about that is 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 that when you were this highly compensated producer like one of the most compensated producers in radio to the point that stables of weei are quitting over you is that is, is yes that, and, yeah and and we're specifically for anybody not familiar with this we're talking about ben kitchen who came on enough about me and made some accusations basically went out outright and said your salary and and they kept it in there um do you have a response for him is there anything that you'd like to say in response to uh, ben well, you guys have already got my, you probably have my personality. I don't really, I don't lose sleep over any of that shit anyway, to be honest with you, but it's not as sexy of a story. Like, I don't even think that Ben knows the background of how it all transpired, which like I said in the beginning of this is that I think Kim was hired first. She fought for me to be the producer. I already had an existing job. I named a number, which was what it was. And I was willing to know at the end of the day that I may not be a part of that show because of the number. It turns out that they accepted the number and we went where we went. Like he can have his opinion all day long, but that's just what happened. I can't it's really... bullshit to say I'm not getting paid because of these guys over there. If Ben was really worth it and brought something to the table that would have gotten him that same salary, they would have paid him or else he could walk and get that salary somewhere else. Um, I don't know forces. if I agree that, just to be fully transparent, because I think that radio is an interesting... Um, I would love to be a part of the business where... You know, I help other producers make more money. I do think it's a low-paying. I've listened to your podcast. I listened to Paul, who's a. He was an absolute. I don't even know Paul personally. I would just walk by, right? So when we did that show um, on RKO, we broadcast out of the globe, but like once a week because they had to just feel like we were, you know, had to boss us around. We had to do a show from Entercom from the other studios. I would walk by Paul on middays. That guy was a savage. He was in there by himself running the board, taking calls, playing drops. He, he is the type of guy that you do not want to lose in radio. We should, as people who want to be in radio and people who work in radio, those are guys we do not let go. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, he's defending Kirk or, you know, he's, going, he's creating some hashtag because of Shirley on. I am saying that because I walked by a guy busting his ass and you don't want guys like him to leave this business. You want him part of the future of the business. Oh, I, I mean, I agree. I agree with you, I, I, but I mean, Kirk doesn't agree with you because I know he ripped Paul a new one on his podcast. Uh, I think it, it may have, may or may not have something to do with the fact that Paul kind of doubted whether or not Entercom was stonewalling Kirk. So maybe, maybe there's some animosity there. If Kirk had listened, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I have no idea. Uh, as far as Ben goes, I mean, I don't know. I think that he's probably in a good spot now. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's got this brilliant, uh, fantastic opportunity of producing, uh, what is it? Planet Mikey and selling, uh, marijuana ads or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, probably is in more in line with his skill set. Nice guy, you know, medium talent, that sort of thing. He's probably in a good spot. No, I don't, I don't know Ben that much. I've had, he's another, he's kind of, he's an acquaintance in terms of, Actually, I don't even know if it's acquaintance because I don't know if he knows of me as much, to be honest. But he did help me personally when I first started with Entercom. So I have nothing. I, I didn't love the fact that it was dropped the way it was because I think that every situation is different. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost hated DEC more for making a poll out of it on Twitter. <laughs> but like I said, I don't lose sleep about most of this stuff. But I, I have nothing bad to say about Ben Kitchen, to be honest with you. The only thing I'm bad to say, and and he would call me on a bad content too, is I just think I've I've heard he's referencing a guy. You know, he said I never drew a rating on WRKO, and he can go down that path all he wants, and I'll have that conversation. 
but I would not sit there in a room doing a podcast with Chad Finn and have the conversation that I heard. I'm sorry. That, that was Jesus. not a rational conversation about sports talk radio and one station going to FM and one state. That was not a conversation that deserved publication anywhere, let alone iTunes, the biggest podcasting platform on, on the planet. I don't know. Hey, that's just, that's just but that's me. That's me criticizing content, not me criticizing a human being, but it is what it is. Yeah. Talk about a fall from grace. I mean, he goes from producing enough about me to producing planet, planet Mikey show. I mean, I give that credit because he has a passion for the business and he has a passion for podcasting and he's staying in it and good for him. I, I, my only point is that one episode, I haven't listened to the other, you know, maybe I go and listen to other podcasts and I, trash him again. I'm sorry. It's not trashing him personally. It's just allowing certain things to be said. I was, as I was telling, we were talking off air. This is full transparency. I was in a room when we were talking about 98.5 going to FM and David Field doing that whole auditorium talk. Glenn Ordway did not just say, how are we not on FM radio? He said, nobody under the age of 35 knows what AM radio is. That is a entirely different conversation than sure. what they referenced on that podcast. That was my point. Full disclosure, we're just trying to, to get a little bit of a feud going with Planet Mikey so that he'll come on the Minifan show. Because, I mean, it's also... It's also Nobody kind... wants to be taking off our threads, though. Yeah, like, yeah a, but he's... A couple tweets. But here's the other thing. The guy's got fucking sponsors. He's just now eclipsing 10,000 downloads. I mean, dude, fuck. We did 10,000 downloads like the first fucking month that we had this thing in existence. So let's let's uh, let's slow our roll, Mikey. I don't know about this Coffee Cakes and Mistress Carrie, if that's going to be the best podcast you can put out there. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Hey, Dave, you said that you're not willing to say that Ben's an asshole, but who's the biggest asshole in media you've encountered, and who's the biggest fraud? Um, that's, a, that's a fantastic question. That is a very generic question that I don't really uh, – I wish I had an answer for you. I, I mean, a lot of them are good people. It's just when it comes down to hey, hey, bang on this. execution of show that I've just been – Disappointed. Complicated. I don't know. I can't name a name. I know that's kind of pussying out, to be honest. Any crevice of a rotted plum that you call a heart. You know, we haven't gotten too much into why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not about me, first of all, but it's uh, you, you've asked on numerous podcasts, like, you know, what separates Dave as a producer versus anyone else. I can set the dialogue for the city. You know, I want to be a part of a show that pushes the boundaries like Kirk Minahan pushes the boundaries. I've never I've never worked with somebody who could do a podcast about mental health issues with Jerry Remy and still ask the guy about his son and those issues. There's yeah. a lot of people that that will never go to that distance. I'm in all honesty. And like I said, I'm not kissing the guy's ass, but I'm honored to be in the same room with a guy that is willing to go there because we need to go there and we need to stop treating people like they're second class citizens or like they're assholes for just asking a question. We can disagree in life and still shake hands with people. And I'm proud to hopefully be a part of something that's willing to go to the next level. Yeah, let's let's take a couple steps back here. What made you even apply for this position? I am I do want to understand your motivation in this. Obviously, we know what happened with Chris and Ken, where there, where I think Ken said something to the extent of, you know, I can't trust you, or not even that he can't trust Kirk, but maybe he can't trust that that it's going to be a successful thing over at Radio.com. What made you be willing to kind of take that jump and take the risk of of, of going over and starting something new with Kirk, other than the obvious fact that he's a you know, fucking generational talent and all that stuff. It's an obvious fact, but it's an important one. I mean, he's, I, to me, he's a guy that you, especially if you're a guy who's obsessed with the business that's in the weeds, you know, 
having Twitter beef with a podcast host about the stupid poll that he put put up on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. Like I'm in the I'm in the weeds, and I want to be in this business, and I want to I want to work with people that saw that tweet and want to fight back too. Like, and that's the type of guy Kirk is. So we can, you know, I, I like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to not answer the question, but this is a guy that to me, not that it's, I don't think it's a chance to be honest with you. I don't think it's a chance about what's going to be successful, what radio.com is or what it's going to be. Uh, excuse me. I just care about the fact that I'm working with, to me, a generational talent, a guy who takes what he wants, a guy who goes after it and gets what he wants not in a bad way. I mean, he just, all of a sudden, he kind of showed up on the scenes on WEI because of, he just went and took it. That was work. That was effort. That was busting his ass. And I want to work with people like that. So, you know, I I started my interview process when I first met with those guys. And I said, I have a chip on my shoulder about my resume in the, in, in the industry, i.e. allowing people like Ben Kitchen to make the comments he made on that podcast. I have a chip on my shoulder. And that is part of the reason why, you know, I want to be working on a show like this where people do have doubts and I yeah. have no doubt that we're going to blow through them in, you know, a week, let alone what we can do. Can you bring a little uh, Mark Moroso intensity here? Just, you know, get the intensity, the energy up like Mark. I mean, you're barely animated here. <laughs> Jesus, so, I know why you're you remind, can, can you remind me who this Mark character you're referencing is? Uh, he called you a nerd. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I did, I did have a problem with that. And then I listened back to it 48 hours later and I can confirm he's, he's a hundred percent accurate. I will say this. I will say I am, I will go into a show prepared like any producer. You're going to see article after article printed and every host will, you know, not even come close to looking at them. I'm a guy who has kind of that whole table of contents. Hey, on page three, it's this article. On page two, here's every sound drop I have. As I said to Kirk, because I saw his face in the interview process when I started talking about this, when they were at, when they asked me the question, I don't give a shit if you wipe your ass with those pieces of paper. I am just going to produce it because that's who I am. And that's just part of my process. But... If we never use that kind of stuff, it is what it is. So, so we've got the first check mark that you are good at stapling. Um, that is clearly a big qualification for a good producer for Kirk. I, I am interested to dig into this into a little bit because I think one of the things that Kirk does well is create a universe. He created a world. He created characters that we all liked. Uh, we all came to feel like we knew them. And, and now when you take that little bit away, I think you can say that Mutt and Callahan's suffering from you've got characters that are now miscast and there's a whole mess. That's We don't have to get into that. I am curious from your perspective, what is your philosophy of good radio? What is it like you, like you, like us, let's talk about it as from a segment, right? Where you've got a segment like battle of the brainless, for instance, or some of the Colin segments where Kirk is just exposing this information. Like what for, to you, what makes a good segment of radio? What's your philosophy on that? I mean, it's, it's probably the same philosophy. It's the same philosophy that while, why we're all fans of Kirk Minahan, to be honest, to me, it's just kind of, there are obviously trending topics of the day if they if they warrant an extended conversation, we're gonna have that. But if they don't, we're gonna move on to the next thing. I it's you know you, you're asking a very you're almost asking a question like a radio consultant, and I hate to answer questions like that to be honest with you. Oh, don't give me that. That's a low um, blow. I am going to give you that. It's it's <laughs> the the show should be what the sh I don't give a shit if Kirk starts the show 
by burping like he normally does and then starts complaining about his family life because that's more entertaining, obviously, than the box score. But let's just say it's more entertaining than whatever anyone else is talking with. I mean, it's called having radio instincts. I, I don't think this is good radio right now. We're doing the... I think that he has them, and I hope that he agrees with some of mine, but mm. uh, I, I, you know, I see the same things he sees. That's, I guess that's the answer to the question. Were you a Kirk and Callahan listener? I am a Kirk and Callahan listener. Now, I also had a job during the show at some of those times, not that other people didn't, but I just mean if you're attempting to form some form of a quiz, I will just tell you that a successful grading for me would be 50%. Let's be real for a second. Okay, so you're a dummy. That's good. We need we need a dummy to. I am a dummy. Do we have a voicemail? Let's. Do we have any questions from the audience? We've been talking a lot. Uh, DEC. Do we have anything? We do. I hate to say, I'm going to play this, and uh, I'm going to play and see if this is related or if it's something else. But we can play it. All right. Minifan Show. Chris from Wakefield here for a message for Dave, the new producer of to be named Kirk Minahan Show. I just want to know how does it feel to be sloppy thirds or fourths for this role. I heard he produced a show that no one ever listened to. Congrats on the job, but it doesn't matter what he did in the past. The fact of the matter is, does he have the drop abilities of Ken Lear, or will he be a soundbite monster that Curtis was? He started off his tenure quite well, arguing with parody accounts from two guys who do their show from their basement. He's about to go on. For Kirk's sake and all of us Minna fans, I hope he can deliver. See you, Dink. All right, any comments on that? Did he just say see a dink yeah. as an homage to the thrill ride? Is that did that just happen? He loves the thrill ride. He's been he, I get a text from him maybe once a week saying you got to get thrill ride on the show. Well, first of all, there's a history with thrill ride with me personally, so I, I would love to get thrill ride on the show. But yes, um, and that will happen, I'm sure. Um, to answer his question, I have already answered it in terms of what I think of Ken Laird and what I think of C- Chris Curtis. Special guys. I hope to add as much value to, you know, what they have to a show. I've just, you know, I think I responded to him personally on Twitter. I tried to as, to as many people as I could this weekend. I'm just trying to put Kirk, give Kirk assets to make the show that what we all want it to be. Uh, if I am one of those assets where you can rip on me, call me a bad dad, call me an alcoholic, whatever you want to do, I don't give a shit. Whatever makes him be able to give us what we all want. I am all for. Um, so I don't know if that answers his question or not. In terms of the actual specifics with Ken Laird, um, I'll do my best. That guy is next level. <laughs> He's just, he is next level, and I am looking forward to giving it the best shot to be there. But I, I, I don't think anyone should come out the gate and try to even attempt to say that they could be the next Ken Laird. It, it, he is... I, I said it before. He he has changed the landscape of Boston radio in general. He is that good at what he does. I think there's Fred Norris and there's Ken, and that's it. And no, I look at his high praise. I think I think Ken deserves even more praise. I know right, Fred obviously is a major part of the Stern Show. Ken has done some amazing things on that show, and and. 
I don't know. I, I hope whatever. I could go on and on. Let I'm, me ask you this, Dave. Uh, so I think what, what Chris was trying to get at was more so like who do you identify with in terms of your type of producer? I mean, there's there was three produ- producers, as we know, of KNC. There was Curtis, Ken, and Mutt. So of those three <laughs> producers, um, what who do you identify with more? You, I mean, obviously. I'm in the middle. I'm a guy. I believe I'm prepared like Ken Laird. I've never been more ill-prepared. And I'm a dummy like Chris Curtis. You know what I mean? I'm somewhere in the middle where, you know, I, I don't know. Do what you want with me is basically what it is. I, I will be prepared for each and every day of going to the show. But at the same time, if at the end of the day that it's funnier to make fun of me because I'm bitching about my home life, it's super rational. What's Pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's let's ask him. Let's see how much I know. The listeners are curious to know how much you actually know about your new boss, your your new puppet master, Kirk Menahan. Um, we do have some questions. I consulted the Podfathers, uh, the, the the parody account Godfathers. Um, I had a little a little uh, Twitter message with these guys, and they sent in the following questions. Um, one of them, it was from. Uh, Pray for Dale text line, uh, Daily Arnold text line. He wants oh, yeah. to know. Super active on Twitter. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super. He he always says, "Feel free to unfollow." But he and uh, by the way, guys, text line is three seven ninety three seven. But um, <laughs> that's a professional pivot right there, motherfucker. But um, it he wants to know. He wants to know uh, why the likes of Shirley Luong and some other Globies are following you on Twitter. Do you want to maybe give us your your opinion on that or your, or your the backstory on that? Oh, is that like is that a prerequisite? You can't be best friends with Shirley Long if you work for Kirk Minahan. Is that yes. Like a, are are you are you friends with her? So I am again acquaintances with Shirley Long. My first, um, as we referenced before, I worked in business news. She was the business editor of the Boston Globe, and she was a guest quite often on that show. So that I mean, okay. probably my, my actually didn't even know that she, I didn't notice she followed me, but yeah, so that's why. Okay, so but but what is what is your take on her? I'm gonna get you for that comment to Kirk after the whole Cullen thing, and obviously you know that there that she was you know an active participant behind the scenes, and, and her dislike for Kirk is, is is there's no question about that. There's there's articles, there's hit pieces that have been published. I think if you're gonna say things like that and do things like that, you should have the stones to sit down in a studio or on the phone or whatever and talk it out with the person. She's just throwing baseless accusations at him, all this nonsense. So obviously, in that situation, I am Team Kirk. Okay, good. What is Harry Menafan's favorite wrestler? This came from Sporty R. McKenzie. Is he a Cena guy? Is he a Cena guy or a Roman Reigns guy? I don't know. Neither. He's not. Who is it? The Miz. Oh, nonsense talk. But I do want to pitch to Kirk to go to WrestleMania. I don't know if that's in his brain. And have oh, Harry hell yeah. Minifan, and have Harry Minifan, uh, Harry Minahan do some uh, good... I just said Minifan. I'm already confusing... Kirk's last name with this top-rated podcast. That's, That's unbelievable. Right. Uh, Number 67 on iTunes, my man. I would love for you know him to be able to be involved, and, and if that's what he's into, be involved in all that good stuff. You can well, see shit, And obviously shit on Mutt if he's got some time, too. You know, I don't know how busy he is. If he has the time, all day. Uh, so another question. If you know Kirk, you need to know the answer to this. Uh, what was the make and model... Of the vehicle Kirk jerked off in. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, don't do this to me. No, I, like, I don't. I like no, you, don't. Dave. Don't do. Th- oh my god. Why? But hold oh on. Oh my god, you go. people are fucking morons. Why, why don't I know? But because it's it's sounding very from like he brings it up that often. Oh yeah. Yes. 
I know I I know I heard it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Chevy Suburban. God, you are so stupid. <laughs> oh, those, man. those Suburbans. Have plenty of room. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, you're right. There is there's plenty of room. There's, you know, I like, had a time or two in a Suburban. Uh, not a big deal. We all have, but there's low headroom which can be a little problematic if you're in the back seat, it, you know. It is an issue. You know. Um another question here. Um speaking of masturbation, um there was a movie that Kirk masturbated to. He went to the movie in his sweatpants and he did a little, you know, a little rub and tug in that movie theater. What was the movie that he was watching when he jerked off to? Oh, God, I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Oh, my God. He's o- What is he right now? He's, he's 0 for 1, right? For 1. No, 0 for 2. I'm 0 for 2. 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Uh, we need to get the, the PTI little uh, buzzers going here on these. Wait, can you give me a hint on the year of the movie or like around the vicinity? I'll give you a hint, a big hint. It was a musical. It was a fucking musical? It was, yeah. Oh, God. You want me to sing to it? Like, Moulin Rouge came out when I was in it, so it's not that. Um, I feel you, Joanna. Keep going. I don't know what the fuck you're oh, talking come about. come on. He, he also, uh, he, that, that's, a, that's a memorable song, right? No? I want to give it to him? Edward Scissorhands. God, you were so stupid. I love it. <laughs> it is a musical. I do remember this now. I do. I, so hold on. Let me ask you guys. How how are you forming these questions in the sense of like you're are you every single day, every day you are riding this Kirk train? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The KNC podcast. I'd throw that on on my way home. So I would catch almost everything. Yeah, I'll give you guys credit. Well, either way, I, I did. I, I, I admitted in the interview that I said I, the first thing I did when I left the RKO Morning Show was throw up the on-demand section of the Kirk and Callahan show. But unfortunately, I missed uh, you know the masturbation scenes yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that good stuff, unfortunately. Oh, man. They, the listeners are going to be losing. Okay, here's another good one. Um, there was a sponsor for a segment called Answer the Question Kirk, which was obviously a play on Answer the Question Jerk. And uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, there was a tagline that went along with it. it. It was distinctively different, just like Kirk Minahan. What, what was that sponsor? You beat me. I don't know. <laughs> you got to answer. I have no. It was like, Pick, guess anything. It's a product. Is it a it's real a product. sponsor or kind of a fake one? Like you, a, you drink it. You drink it. Uh, Come on, you got to guess. Just guess. I anything. have no idea. Guess. <laughs> you got to guess though. Guess. Pick guess, anything. Pick anything. I, anything. To be honest anything. with you, I even, for, I even forgot the line. I forgot what you were. It's distinctively different, just like Kirk Minahan. But just pick anything out of your hat. Come on, give me something. Yeah, but is there like a is, is, is there's a drink that would be? It's a soda. It's a soda. Moxie soda. Moxie soda. Yeah, Moxie Soda, distinctively different, just like Kirk Man, Manning. Haven't you not yeah, heard why, of Moxie Soda? Why don't I soda? get the joke? I don't even get the joke. It's, it's not, not really a joke. joke. It's a trivia just, question. It's a trivia question. Oh, but you were saying that I would just guess some soda that was going to make... I don't know. I just thought if I said Pepsi... That's the, well, because Battle of the Brainless, the whole funny bit is that when they guess the wrong answers, right? You're just saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We can't make fun of you for that. Other than no, that. I w- yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, another one here. Uh, what name did Kirk use to call in and prank Bomani Jones? Hey, hey, bang on this. Oh, I do remember the interview. Fuck. Um, Mind you, listeners, he is 0 for 5 or 0 for 4 right now. 0 for 6 now, apparently. I don't even, I can't remember. I'll give you some thinking music. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I don't think I have it. What is it?
Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Kevin from Boston. Let's do another voicemail here. Let's do another voicemail. What else we got? Can I, can I challenge these, though? Like, yeah. if I was working another show, and just because I'm hired to be the new producer, should I really know every nook and cranny like that? What do you think? Any, hold on. Do you think anybody who interviewed for this job knew these answers? Mark Moroso did. Absolutely. I think no Mark Moroso did. Hell, I guarantee you, Mark Moroso gets 10 out of 10 at this quiz. Guarantee it. Oh, my God. There's All right. Even, Here, here's an easy I one. I showed Mark Moroso how to turn on his computer every now and then. There's not even a shred <laughs> of chance that he knew this. Okay, I'm not saying that he knows how to wipe back to front or front to back. I don't have no idea. But uh, let's, let's also talk about this. Kirk infamously wanted to do this to Joe Sullivan. What was it? Any listener will know this. That's not, not that is nonsense. Maybe if you say what nonsense did, that any listener would know. Well, first, he he wanted to bounce this on his head. What did, what did he want to bounce on his head? I I couldn't tell you. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's killing me. Two fans, are you disappointed in me not knowing these? Honest to God. Yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, it just, I think it just more so speaks to how much, how, how much of uh, losers that we are, that we actually. No, I don't think that. No, no, no. That's not a loser thing. I don't think that. And I'm trying uh, to, by the way, I'm not calling you losers because I'm trying to win back the graces of everybody that's disappointed. I've gotten every question wrong. We're going to play a game in a few minutes and I I feel a lot worse about it now. I didn't have the opportunity in the moment to know a lot of these stories, unfortunately. But I, yes. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. And I mean, but so we know that you don't listen to the show. That's obviously okay. Yes. I've never, I don't even, who is this Kirk Minahan guy, by the way? You're Familiar, you completely. This is the first time you're hearing about Kirk Manhans on this podcast. That's a, that's okay. Maybe um, maybe you can do this one. Can you sing duets or hit the post? And if you can't, do you know anybody who you can bring on as a weekly guest? Bumbleita, 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 one. Oh, if if I need if I'm having trouble hitting the post, there's only one man to call, and that's Gary Tangway. Is he confirmed? Uh, Gary is not confirmed, but I am also have no. Um, we have not gotten to that point yet, so we haven't had conversations with. I haven't had conversations about Gary with Kirk. We, we we talked a lot about this uh, just in theory. We talked about that. Know nothing about Kirk, so we might not make it to win. I I think yeah. I think we're gonna have to really scrub this podcast a lot. Otherwise, this guy, this Dave, this Dave guy might be out of a job. Uh, if real you could quick. delete the entire quiz <laughs> section of this, yeah, we'd, we'd be in good graces. Oh, just wait. We're, it's gonna get worse. Let's try a voicemail. Is this really what this is? He made some real pertinent points. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, first of all, from a musical perspective, that was unbelievable. That was some of the most beautiful uh, trombone playing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I, I, you know, I've never met Mutt personally, but hey, he, he seems like a good is. guy. He seems he like a good it. guy. We're giving Wait, that, that was the thing. question? I thought my no, segue that was into... just that was a legit yeah. voicemail. Oh, that was a legit Somebody legit put that on there. That was class. That was talented stuff. Yeah, that was good. So we talked a lot about the theory of this, Dave, uh, about drops. What are you going? One of the listeners uh, on Twitter, they said, or they asked, are you going to use K and C drops? And what will be the difference between the content on the podcast and the content on the live show? I'm very actually interested in that. I know Kirk talks a lot about going forward and a fresh start. So, so can you answer that question? And we haven't, like I said, we haven't um, gone crazy deep into the philosophies behind both of that stuff. But I just think, I think we're going to get a lot of Kirk that we are accustomed to on the live show. And I think on the podcast, obviously, we're going to get a Kirk that we're accustomed to on this, in the podcast format, him going deeper 
Um, and, you know, I, I obviously hope that, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of drops from the show itself from, you know, what we create on our own. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to him too much about, you know, he gets a lot of shit about how much attention he's paying to about, you know, talking about the old Kirk and Callahan days and WWE. Sure, sure. I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much personally he wants to go back in that. Well, uh, I'm open to it personally, what, whatever is going to entertain and, uh, you know, take us to the next level. I'm, you know, I'm all for. So let me ask you this as somebody who is a very, very casual, as we're finding out listener to Kirk and Callahan, what were your favorite drops? I've actually never heard the show. But that's, 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 the question. that's what I figured. What are what are your favorite? What are some of your favorite drops though? Back from back in the Kirk and Callahan days? Uh, any, anything, first of all, the Harry, the, uh, Harry Minahan drops were just phenomenal in terms of in the moment. But, uh, yeah, I mean that was that was those are probably the ones that I laughed the most at in terms of anything shitting on Mutt. I always thought was funny. They just I just love that camaraderie. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I also love the pardon. Is it is it part of my take? What's the name of the show? I always get confused with the podcast. Pardon the interruption. Now. Pardon the interruption. Like and those, I thought that was such a creative thing. I don't know who came up with that. Ken Curtis or you know all the guys, whatever. But I just I love when they do the point scoring type stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, they crushed it. Okay. Like, did that answer help me out with the other ones? I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're just kind of trying to let the listeners decide at this point, since it was such a really bad open to start with this. It was a bad performance. Yeah. Another one that actually I'm very interested in this. Uh, Kirk has dabbled with Periscope. Uh, this is from Lauren Lynn on Twitter. Kirk has dabbled with Periscope recently. Are we going to hopefully get a live stream? I know there was some talk of potentially maybe going from the Howie Car Studio back when they thought there was going to be that was going to be where they're going to do the show. Now who knows where you guys are doing it? Um, was is it going to be live stream the show? Um, I don't have that answer for you right now. Again, we haven't gotten that far, but I feel like if it is, I feel like Kirk is such a uh, magical. Uh, his camera skills with his iPhone is so good that we might as well let him take care of the entire planning process around that. That's once, my take on that. I, I he, honestly think he, that Blind Mike would be good for that because as a person who can't see, he might actually yes. be better at the camera than Kirk. <laughs> well, his name, is, his name is Blind, isn't it? It's not actually Blind Mike. It's just Blind, you've heard. <laughs> That's well. That's what Rich Keefe says, and uh, I actually have some gossip about Rich Keefe that maybe on the next minute fan show we'll talk about because I don't want to break. Don't break that news. You're yes. just trying to sell me on this podcast, I Dave. You any, have any thoughts on that Keefe podcast? Uh, I have the same exact thoughts that ninety nine point nine percent of the world had on that podcast. I, I don't nice. know. I don't know how that helped him in any fashion. I, I don't know how. Uh, I, I I think I tweeted at this is a dumb probably a dumb tweet but i said you know obviously not literally i said i think i know the social security numbers of everybody in radio but this guy doesn't know about how an activist is is pushing the top <laughs> talent in boston another perfect show yep, that's right he talks about another perfect show when they put their little they put their fists in at the end they say another perfect show guys and they give themselves a little pat on the back Kirk and i practice a handshake but it didn't go too well so we'll have to work on that after every show can i make one request though that, that a lot of listeners want from from kirk at least at some point in the podcast he He's teased for three fucking years that he's going to tell his L.A. stories, and he still hasn't done it. People want the L.A. stories. He needs to have a tell-all. Kirk Minahan takes over Los Angeles. Let's 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 hear all the crazy shit that happened back in L.A. I'm talking the the cocaine stories, all that. Perfect. Um, Do we? I I feel like we're going a little long here. Uh, DEC. Do we want to jump to what we have prepared, and we can we can do a couple of these? Let's let's jump to that. So you've already failed, Dave, on the trivia, but I think you can redeem yourself because we'd like to play a game with you. 
It's America's fastest growing game show. It's How Stupid is Dave Cullinane? Now here's the star of our show, Dave Cullinane. In this game, what we do is we go over movie clips of well-known movies. We want to see your pop culture abilities. And can you guess the movie based on the clip? Dave Cullinane, are you ready to play? I am ready. All right. Why don't you turn that music up a little louder. I can't hear it at all. My God. I don't have a mixer here. Remember, remember when you said yeah, we you were professionals. You see it as mixer talk. Yeah, this is great. Great for podcasts. Yeah. All right. So you, is it still going? The music? Can we turn that shit off? No, it's it turns off by itself. It's it's okay. All right. Here's the first one. I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potato You'll chip. get nothing and like it. Come on. You worked for Virgin Boy. This is probably his favorite movie. You will get nothing and like it. Uh, that is a Caddyshack movie. Oh, that's Caddyshack. Hey, one for one. I do remember that movie. Hated on. that movie, by the way. Just Why? Yeah, it just didn't. It did miss my generation, to be honest with you. Oh, God. It's, it's the greatest comedy I've ever seen. How old are you, by the way? You're in your 20s, right? Your 30s. Thir- 33. I know. 33. Oh, you're a little older than me. Okay. Yeah, we're in the middle. Right. I'm 43, so. Why? Are you, are you a fan age. of Caddyshack as younger than me? Uh, I mean, I've seen it. I think it's okay. I mean, some, a lot of these 80s shows, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I do see the brilliance in, 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 some, in some of them. Um, but yeah, like a lot of, like, I mean, for, to me, Adam Sandler is more of, you know, my wheelhouse when it comes to those classic comedies. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All, All right, right, next one. Let's go. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. All right, that's enough. That one, damn, that, I, that definitely sounds familiar, and I'm blanking... Uh, you, you gotta, gotta just guess. Come up with a movie title. Guess anything. It's it's so it's got to be older. Um, it's an '80s movie. I feel like that came from like Roddy Roddy Piper or something. Um, okay, you're there. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They live. I thought it. They live. Yeah. So I don't remember. I definitely don't remember the name of the movie, but I remember Roddy. I see. I've seen clips. Are we going to give him that? All right. Oh, so he's two for two. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the actor who said it. It's not. That's a smart. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Keep going. Right. The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Don't. Don't care. It's a problem oh, of motivation. That's off, office space. Stop the madness. Let's go. Thank God. Oh, wow. All right. Three for three. That's a, that's that is in my that's the wheelhouse right there. If right. you're if you're talking about movies, keep keep going. Hey, what's this lying around shit? Well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? That is Animal House, my friends. I had a feeling you'd know all these. Great pick, Rob Flo. Not, not an Animal <laughs> House guy, though, by the way. Not an Animal House guy, but keep going. All right. what, what, was, what was your favorite Rob Lowe uh, line in Animal House? 
my favorite Rob Lowe in, in line. I can't remember anything specific. I, I'm not an Animal House guy. I just know that. I just know. <laughs> I would just tell. I could remember. If you played sound clips from it, I would just be able to say Animal House. I just. I definitely can't pinpoint it on my own. All okay. Right. <laughs> Here's All the right, next one. I, I hate. I, I'm, I didn't think that movie was that funny. I don't know. I saw it way later in life. I saw it literally probably six years ago. Okay. That was a college experience for me. We watched it in college a yeah. lot of times, so. Yeah. I guess that. All right. Next one up. You smell it. Hey, fun, son. Nothing else in the world smells like that. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, God. I, oh, I know that line. Um... It's like an it's a way older film. Like we're talking early eighties type crap. Um a little earlier. Brando. Um yes. Did you say Rando? No, Brando. Brando. My own Brando. Apocalypse now. You got it. Got it. That's yeah, a tough I one. I remember that one. Yep. I, I remember that I remember my dad watching that one. Yep. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Next up. Oh, we're still going with this? What are we on? Number 27? Yeah, he's, he's been killing it on these. He actually uh, does know his movies, but let, well, let's see if he can... we have a hard one for him? Yes. Here's a hard one. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged, and, and once he took... But, but I didn't... It was never... All the... Uh, oh, my... Uh, uh, Tell Marjorie to settle down here. Is that a Marjorie <laughs> Egan special? I don't no, even it's know. Not. Is that a? Uh, I absolutely don't know that one. Young Frankenstein. Young Frank. Yeah. Peter Boyle is Frankenstein, me. and he had an enormous cock. Not me. And that not was me. the joke. The beginning of it def- definitely sounds very close to uh, a bunch of drops I've heard on the uh, KNC show. Well, let's do one more. Let's see if we can All get right. in your wheelhouse. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Oh, it's Bill and At no point. That's going to be that's going to be your motto, I think as the producer is somebody who doesn't know Kirk and Callahan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> since I've never listened. You since you've never since you've never listened, you know, though, you know though, though a segment, I think a, a segment idea is to get some of the people that applied for this job to answer the exact same questions that you just Hell asked me and see yes. what happens. So, because uh, I, I don't I don't think you're finding those people, but that's just me. I will literally I will I will bet you a week's pay, which I know is a lot for you, that Mark Moroso will do better on that quiz than you will. I think Mark James, I think, would have done better on that Kirk Minahan trivia than you did there. I gotta I gotta say. I'm if I can be a part of the entire planning process and know that you're not tipping him off, I would take that bet any day of the week. Well, Mark James and I, we're good buds. We have conversations off air. I I, I called in. Yeah, I've heard yeah, about I, that. I called in. Well, I, you can't hear it because it's Ill- it'd be illegal for me. It'd be so illegal I've for me to I've heard about it on the Twitter yes. It'd be so illegal for me to record that conversation. Um, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we had a private conversation there, and um, he uh, he basically was was very nervous about attacking me and coming out and saying, you know, uh, basically threatening to dox a caller whose name just happened to be John, uh, and disagreed with his radio chops, and he you know flipped his shit. Yeah, there are uh, there are hills to die on in the radio business, and I feel like that one that was a battle he should not have uh, picked. Let's put it that way. So you will. Uh, uh, will you not record 
Tangway uh, unauthorized as he storms out of the studio next time? I cannot confirm or deny anything. I, I, uh, <laughs> I have my resources at my disposal. Let's put it that way. One of my other questions that I wanted to get to was your best vertical tease. Like if you were to give us what the next, you know, six months or three months have in store, what would you say if you were to give us a vertical tease for what, what we have to, what we have in store? Am I, am I saying that right, by the way, vertical tease? Is that right? Yeah. That sounded professional, which is, you know, you guys are obviously. Um, I, I would say that I would put your trust in somebody like Kirk any day of the week. So this, if we're going to wrap up any just kind of final thoughts versus, you know, I know you asked for the vertical tees, but final thoughts of the podcast is just that here's a guy with talent like you would not believe who's willing to go to places that nobody else will. And that's something that I personally want to be a part of. And if I can help him, you know, enhance that in any way, and I know that's kind of weirdly awkward, sentimental, whatever. I, I just want to play any role in where I can help that. I know we've been screwing around this entire podcast, but in all seriousness, it's there is importance in having a voice like his. And if I can play any part in helping him, you know, have that voice out there, I want to do whatever I can to do so. So that's my, uh, that's just my final two cents. That's my elevator pitch, I guess. Hey, Dave, a last minute question, just because this kind of broke over the weekend. Have you been following this Francesa story? seems as though they gave him a contract when he came back and he's been working without a signed contract and how is that possible i don't i don't i don't know it doesn't you know it doesn't shock me that that's happening it's just kind of i don't know if he's i but i also don't know the entire inner workings of his entire business model like i I assume that uh you know he's obviously obsessed with the app even though we don't know the exact download numbers of all that stuff but so I, i i don't know the entire inner workings of all that stuff but um but yeah, I've been following it. I, I, I've heard some of the names in terms of rumors of who would join him and, and stuff like that. I heard John Jaskremski on WEI, and now all of a sudden he's one of the top guys that might join up with him. I don't know if that's a good idea, but uh, but yeah, terrible I, idea. I, I don't have too much of uh, too much of value. Or Adam Shine. Yeah, I, yeah, but he's out, right? They've yeah. already confirmed that. Well, well, I know that uh, that um, Carton, he's got he's gonna have a lot of time in his hands uh, in in the in the in the clink there. So maybe they're talking about a... bringing him back. Yeah, they saw it, and a bunch of people wrote letters on his behalf, which is absolute uh, insanity. Right, I, I, you've got you've got Kirk who uh, who who couldn't get a sniff of support from you know pukes like Rob Bradford and 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 other folks at the station, but you know you've got this guy who committed fraud who's going to fucking jail for defrauding investors, and you've got you know this whole letter writing campaign, campaign. You know, it's, yeah, it's a it's a scary time. It you know, and Kirk has harped on that, and obviously, well, it's about it's about narratives. Yeah, the whole that's the whole thing right now. It's all narrative over fact. And somehow along the way, and I think you would agree with me, Dave, somehow, somewhere along the way, Kirk got lumped into this whole, oh, he is this conservative, he is this, Correct. you know, and, and he's not. Like, he's a libertarian. Kirk's not a conservative. Kirk's- the, thing that always, the thing that always draw, drew me personally to Kirk was that he was having conversations on live radio that I would have with people at bars. Right, exactly. and that we would have logical. I'm, I'm right here. I'm calling you from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm on the last day of a bachelor party. We talked about every issue known to man. Every single person here had varying different viewpoints. It got electric at times. And guess what? We all drank beers together at the end of the night. We all shook hands. We all hugged when when they got on the planes and left. We everybody has differences of opinion. We just live in a scary time where the media is just villainizing certain people, and it's yeah. it's. It's just amazing to me. It really yep. is. 
Yep, and you, but you won't hear you won't hear that that little jerk off uh, Finn talk about that at all. You'll, but you will hear him go on uh, Mikey's podcast and and have Mikey kiss his ass for an hour and a half. So that that's that's one thing. This is true, you know. All right, any other, anything else? You find me a podcast that's going to talk about talk to the you know the band leader of Kick Bob Craft out of the NFL, and then uh, you know start the show with a, just a random kid who helped him produce a podcast. Like, there's not too many people who can hold people through both of those wildly different segment topics and I, and, you know I, I mean? and, and he can do it i'm still waiting on my uh back pay for uh being the pro- interim producer uh, of the podcast i know that he uh he he credited me for the pot for the uh the guest the captain marvel guest i guess i think he said he found her um based on my retweet so i'm still waiting on my back pay for that i know that tangway is really concerned with his paycheck too so we've got that in common i um, i'm a loyal guy i don't forget things and uh, i will fight for you <laughs> all right you know. Yeah. All right. Dave, you're a good guy. I think you're going to do really well here. Um, this is strange to hear a really bright producer, at least on the air. So I, I think uh, you're going to do well. I appreciate you saying that. I answered five questions wrong about the guy I'm about to work with. So, um, yeah. yeah but you knew Piper was start. in so They Live. There. I, I just got to say, I, you seem like you know radio. Uh, your Kirk content, you're about as dumb as I had hoped for, which is good because I think that that's what we want. Kirk wants somebody that he can he can rag on for not knowing things. And I also like the fact that you're a little younger too. I think that that'll bring a little bit of a dyna- generational differences between you and Kirk. I think there hopefully there'll be some good back and forth there. Um, because you are, you said you're 33, right? Which is, yes. uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a, you, you've got, you're kind of stuck in the middle there in terms of generationally what, what you like, what Kirk likes. Um, are you a Springsteen fan, by the way? Um, I'm doing a lot of, I, I tweeted that out as you saw, obviously I was doing a lot of Springsteen research. Uh, I have a Springsteen horror story personally, uh, that I might have to bring up with Kirk and see what his opinion is. I'm not the biggest Springsteen guy. What about, uh, do you have a me too story though? Do I have a me story? I, I do have a me too story. I saved. I, I'm going to save the goods for the for the on air product. Oh come you know? on! Don't yeah, do I'll that. save. I'll save the goods. Oh, I'll save the goods. So so you come on here and you give me a bunch of I don't knows, I don't knows, and you won't answer the questions. And then you, if we finally get something interesting, and you're going to pussy out on me, dude. Oh. It's not pussy out. It's saving it. It's saving it for the big times. You know that, that's what it you is. Didn't give you know, I don't know. You gave when you guys when you guys get to the numbers that we're all aiming for you guys to get to, then maybe we'll break some. News on this show. Wow. Okay. Oh, he's big timing us now. He comes in here. He comes in here. Big swinging dick over here. Big swinging dick Dave coming in here. Listen to this, guys. Listen to me. Uh, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big big uh, radio exec guy. I make a lot of money. Uh, come on. We'll get you guys. will get there. Don't worry. We're gonna have fun. Obviously, uh, you know, I don't know what's gonna stay in this podcast or not. But I appreciate. I'm having fun this weekend, chirping back, and a lot of the people asking questions. I'm having fun answering questions the wrong way. I'm having fun giving shit to DEC, mm-hmm. giving shit to MHB. I'm having fun with it. I hope you guys are having fun with it. Absolutely. I think it's. Uh, I think it's gonna be a special time, and I think the people that didn't want to take a chance or that doubt radio.com and that doubt Kirk Minahan are going to regret it. That's just my take. That is an elevator pitch right there. And that was great. I can't wait to hear Kirk do live drops of the deceptively fast podcast and all the other great content that's available on radio.com. I cannot wait for that. Um, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it too. You guys are doing an awesome job. So talk to you soon. All right. John in Pennsylvania says we're being hypocrites. Hey, John. Hey, yeah, so, Alex, I think you're being a little hypocritical, man. Didn't you just go to this, like, old man brothel? I guess I did. Here's the point, though, John. 
No money was exchanged. The only money I spent was for the $30 day pass and a bottle of water. So I you know, need to stay how many, how many men would have given you money to go home with them? I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't speculate on okay, that. Okay, but aren't, I guess my question is, are you saying that they're complicit? I mean, that doesn't make... Well, there was no... I was not selling huh? myself as a sex worker. But they don't I was know enjoying a nice day at... It was a... Why? I paid like they did to enjoy a nice yeah, roasted I mean, chicken by the pool. I, I mean, okay, yeah. I thought you left before they brought up the finger. I, I did. Right? I did. I did. I did. I did. I was yeah, getting sunburned. Fair. Okay. Okay, but then also for Evan, right? Um, I, I also wanted to ask Evan if what, what would last longer, the button on his pants after a double-decker egg sandwich or Robert Kraft uh, at the uh, spot there? Hey, hey. Uh, no egg sandwich should have uh, fewer than one egg. Let's just be clear uh, about that. It's what a real New Yorker know, would say. Two eggs over over medium, man, that's the way to go. Exactly. But, anyway, but I guess the question, Evan, is like is every single thing that you're going, every product that you're going to acquire, you're going to check and make sure that there's no human trafficking involved, like your iPhone, your Nikes, every single thing. I mean, we have no idea. No, right? you're, John, you're right about this. But but the justification, but the, the existence and realization that when you are buying a shirt that might have been made by, let's say, child labor, right, and you don't yeah. know, um, and you can make efforts to buy things that uh, are at least marketed as being sustainably or properly produced, um, the justification is not that, well, there's a lot of evil in the world, so this evil, this is good. We'll keep this one going. You can't just, you can't point to other terrible stuff going on as justification for this terrible thing to keep going on. You really think, I think what's more, I understand that it's a, it might be a slow night, I get that, and you guys don't want to probably talk about Stephen Wright, I get that boring. Oh, we will. But we go and talk, we go we and talk about Stephen Wright, Stephen Wright, believe John. me. We, <laughs> we go and get to Stephen Oh, we go and get to